Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Ah, this is great. Flying the friendly skies. We're about to take off and... I'm just looking around me. As you know, I like to emasculate men by trying to help them with their bags. You know, a lot of people ask me why I do this. I pick out the biggest guy on the entire plane, and I pick the smallest bag out of the can, and I just yell out, Looks like you need a little help with that! And that way, I establish myself as the alpha male on the airplane. And if the plane goes down, I have priority over everybody. I can rule, you know, because you know the plane's going to go down at some point, so... I'm just looking around, and oh, I see a giant, like, sort of snuffleupagus-type person walking in. Let me... Looks like he's coming down the aisle. This is de- he's definitely the biggest guy in the plane. It looks like he's wearing it looks like he's wearing a sweater vest with no shirt underneath. It looks like he's just wearing a sweater vest with his, his bare skin. That's weird. I think his dingle dangle's hanging out. That's strange. Okay, I'm going to help him. Looks like you need a little help with that! What? TJ? Cash? What are you doing on this plane? Well, I'm trying to fit this carry-on luggage well, into the overhead compartment. Oh my God. Well, let me help you with that. That's, that, that looks... I was just humming the theme to Sesame Street. I don't know why. Oh, my God. So you're flying to the other place also? Yeah, I'm flying to the other place. I oh don't know if God. you know this, but uh, there are a couple of airlines that are so budget that they won't even tell you where your destination is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and this, you course, just have to guess. Run north well, this, by northwest. Yeah. Well, this one has a bunch of stops, and I just thought I'd hop off at wherever it looks interesting. Well, this is good. I kind of like what the hobos wrong used to do. with the plane. Why is that? Well, there's a low sort of humming noise. Is it a hum? Well, that's. I think that they're doing that before it takes off. This is, you know, before it takes off, usually there's a little bit of a humming. I love when they say down. there's been a mechanical failure, and I yell, there's been more than mechanical failures on this flight. I just tried to pick up this chick next to me and ended up being an old dude. <laughs> well, this is great. Do you want to sit with me? I mean, I won't sit against you. Let me put it okay. that way. Yeah, I don't want you to sit out against me. Why don't we sit together and uh, maybe we could we should do the podcast. I'd rather not. Yeah, I'm just going to retract my... I'm just going to put my no, seat back I, You know, right I here. like to listen to One Direction on repeat. And I'm flying okay. and sleep. Okay. Yeah. I brought my neck pillow, which is I see that. just I a see regular that. pillow, but I use it on my neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brought my head pillow, which is again another pillow. Yeah. Looks like you have a sort of a submersible device. Is that true? Yeah, I've got a, a submersible device, and then I have a flotation cushion, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a whoopee flotation cushion. It says Titanic on it. Did you? Is that is that legitimate? No, that's just that you know I like to put that as a little inside joke between me and my whoopee flotation <laughs> cushion, flotation whoopee cushion. Ah, uh, what are the balloon animals for? Where? Oh, Jesus! 
Somebody must have left these on from the last flight. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you brought those or not. That was strange. Looks like you've got some, uh... You just... Is that the head of a pig? Hmm... The head and shoulders. Okay, just breath. I got the knees and toes in my carry-on. <laughs> well, let me uh, get this thing in, and I'll do your podcast. Okay, with let's you. do it. Let's do it. Let's put that what in there. Fun. What a lucky, what a lucky strike of luck. It looks, it's just so amazing. You know what I'd like to do? Just you know, just to start off the episode. I don't know if uh, if you've heard about this, but we like to start it off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. <sighs> triple banger lightning round. Uh, fireman's pole necessary or are you too macho for a slide hmm. I wonder if we done this one before I don't know because I, I, I just went there things. with my son we went and looked at the fireman's station and I mean a slide pole, is more fun yeah the pole seems outdated the pole seems a little ridiculous right you know I it's it's why are they upstairs also yeah, why don't they just sleep downstairs and walk right out? Are to they sleeping? The fire they're truck. sleeping when when the yeah fire they're sleeping, and then they go down the pole, and it just seems like maybe maybe they could use a slide, but they're they, maybe they're too macho for that. I think they just don't want to do the slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the slide also takes up more room. I mean, mm-hmm. theoretically, the slide's going. You know, it's tough. It's tough to get a good. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get a good slide in. I like my fireman just sleeping on the truck. Maybe they should have beds on the truck. Uh, you okay? I like you my fireman sleeping far away from me. That's what I like. <laughs> Keep him away, even if there's a fire. Okay. So I guess we agree on Too this Too many one. firemen are spending all of their energy and time on being in calendars and not enough time and energy trying to... Mm. Yeah. Fight fires. Yeah. There's that's a lot I of say. firemen calendars. None uh, of secretarial calendars. That's what I like. You know, Secretary. just doilies everywhere. Yeah. Butcher calendars. Butcher. Butchers. Butchers of the Southwest. I, I'd actually buy a female butcher calendar. <laughs> like hot chicks and aprons. Would aprons. you really? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. What are the With calendars? Blood? They got a pig's head. <laughs> just both their breasts are resting on a pig's head. <laughs> Come on over, Darla. Let's see what's happening in September. Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's calendars that we're missing out on. It's always swimsuit models and this sort of thing. Right. But there's different professions that just haven't been represented. There's one called uh, Hot Guys with uh, with cute animals. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty funny concept. Yeah. What about uh, what about podcaster? That would be so funny. The podcasters. We should make a calendar. podcasting calendar. The podcaster calendar. With all the podcasts. It's just a whole bunch of schlubby white guys. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, question two, 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 two. Appliance that's most likely to be broken. Your printer, your hot tub, or your heart? Your heart, if appliance applies to that. All those things break a lot. I've been I've had my heart broken by a toaster so many goddamn times I can't even count it on any of my six fingers. <laughs> a toaster. And that I wasn't used to even play the, professional bospel. That wasn't even on to- <laughs> professional what? Bospel. <laughs> the toaster's not even on the list. I didn't yeah. even put that on the list. You can't go outside the parameters of the triple banger. Right. 
Yeah, just add your own answers. Yeah. Even though we're on a plane right now, flying to God knows where. To golly knows how did it. I I think the printer is broken all the time. It doesn't make any sense. The the the, the pages, the the pieces of paper are the exact same width and size. Why would it break sometimes as it goes through there? Why would it ever get jammed if they're the same size every time? Why would it ever get jammed? I, I don't why know. Why does it break? Nothing's changed. There's the variables haven't changed. It's just, you know, it's mechanical failure. It's like they say about flights. It's just, you know, these machines are likely to break. They just, they break sometimes. They jam up. I don't know. You've really, this is a conundrum. Now you've painted me into a corner and I can't paint myself out because I didn't bring any of my paint cans. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three, three. This is quite based on a question by Josh Nash. How seriously should you take a preacher who wears a Hawaiian shirt? And I'm going to answer that one and then ask the triple banger. Um, I, I think the Hawaiian shirt, if you're in Hawaii, is fine. I don't think I want a preacher in the East Coast with a Hawaiian shirt. Mm. But the triple banger is, uh, how seriously should you take a preacher? Or, or which preacher would you take less seriously? If he's wearing a bandana, a half shirt, a tank top, or a straight jacket. Now, what is a half shirt? Half shirt's where you can see the belly button. I think a straight jacket's fine because he's going to be going, ah, and, and the devil feels like he's got your arms bound behind your back. You don't feel like you can move. You got no choice. But you do. Your choice is the Lord. And then he escapes from the straitjacket. That would be one hell of a sermon. You think it would be a great way for him to make a point? I think a, a half jacket. shirt. If there's a guy wearing a shirt that shows his midriff, his little navel sort of poking out, you're wondering, what's your deal, buddy? You know, how am I supposed to take advice from a man who claims to be religious, but only his shoulders and, and pectorals are covered? <laughs> what if he had really good abs, though? I don't trust any preacher whose dick doesn't look like a crowbar. <laughs> uh, that should be a bumper sticker. Um, maybe there should be a preacher um, a preacher calendar. What do you think? No. No. Not going to go for that. Sorry. I think that would be good, too. Oh, uh, boy. More there's a little turbulence here. Do you ever do that when there's no turbulence? Just go, oh, what guys, rough air. Cash and TJ intimately want to know what hurts. Where were you? <laughs> what hurts is is your knees must hurt. I, I I always feel good that that tall people are in such pain on an airplane. It's a weird. Because it's thing the one payback time that we get as a short for, person. Really. It's the one time that we, you know, I don't need extra leg room, you know. I don't need to do that. But tall people, they, they have to worry about that kind of stuff. Tall people got no reason to live. Um, where were you, buddy? Sometimes when I'm on a, a really, uh, you know, a really close quarters flight, I'll just gnaw on my, my own knees. Yeah. See what the people next to me say about that. Uh, I was in you were at the airport, weren't you? Yeah, I was in the airport. I, w- I wish I had seen you. I did my toe flip. You know, I flipped my shoes off into the, uh, into the. Um, uh, oh, you do do that? Yeah, I, I don't. You do touch, do that. I, I flip them straight across. I've, I've mentioned this. I, I flip them into the uh, machine. Right. Now the cubby is the machine. You know, the X-ray machine. Mm-hmm. 
and I flip them from long distances. And people are often very impressed. They'll say, because I'm really good at it. Like, I'll flip it. I could flip it, like, to that area over there. I could flip it. I can flip it very accurately. Now, is it the, the distance hole, that you're flipping it or the accuracy? It's both the distance and the speed. I don't hoist it up in the air very high. It goes pretty straight across over people's, like, there near people. not a near ton of hoisting going on. <laughs> I hoist it into the little area where the x-ray machine goes, you know, people's bags are going through. And I hoist my shoe in there. I flip it, and I just kick it in. And it's very impressive, and people often compliment me on it. And I take a lot of pride in it. But if my shoe happens to bounce off onto the floor, the security, who if I had hit hit the landing and hit it through there, would be complimenting me. They get very upset. They're like, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, I see. It all happens at the TSA. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. As you're going through security, and they're like, you, you don't need to be doing that. You need to just place your shoes on the conveyor belt. And, and here's say, the thing. Hey, and I think it's proof. for you, Skip. I think it's proof that all of life is all just about results. It has nothing to do with uh, intentions or anything. The flip gets complimented when the shoe goes through. And if it just even bounces off and it wasn't my fault, maybe it bounces off a bag or something. Then I'm the asshole. Then I'm the asshole and they want to strip search me. And then I have to throw a tantrum with the TSA and I get to taken off in in, uh, handcuffs and straight jackets. And then I have to tell them I'm a preacher and then they let me go. (laughs) You know what I say? (laughs) Hoist till you're moist. Is that really? Yeah, that's an old expression my grandfather never used. That's true. I'm just saying that these. I, I think it frustrates me about humanity that we're only judged on results, not on intentions or uh, skill level or whatever else. Yeah. You know, people boo their own players. They go and they they boo their fans of a team, and they'll go boo uh, their own players on the team that they're rooting for. As right, if like that they can they be can motivation. As if they can. As do if better. that person will be motivated by fifty thousand people booing them, that quarterback or that pitcher or whoever. And uh, and they're only those are people who are better at what they're doing than most of the people who are booing will ever be at what they do. And I'm just saying I'm the best goddamn shoe flipper in the country. Unless someone's really good at booing, then you know, then the person they're booing is. No, there is. You're right. There is a best booer out there. There's a best booer. There is a best booer. That's true. Boo! In fact, there probably are a lot of good booers. That's true. Whenever people boo me, I, uh, when they take a breath, I say the cow goes, and it totally ruins their whole situation because they're like, "Boo!" The cow goes, "Boo!" Oh, dang it! I don't like this fellow. He's beating me to the boo. Essentially, this is essential questions of human nature. Listen, I, I don't understand why you can't go to a museum without getting tired after 10 minutes, and then all you want to do is lie on the floor in the fetal position. I mean, you get so exhausted at the museum. Why do you get so tired at the museum? I is it that they pump museums. someone? I love museums. No, they pump me up. I love museums. They pump me up. I walk no, but out I of get the museum so tired. ready to run I'm, a marathon on a treadmill. No, you get so tired so quickly. You can't, like, let's do six hours at the museum. You can't do it. it. You physically, and I think it's maybe because we don't, we're not used to learning so much in such co- That's true. That's forms. a really good point. I'm just saying you get so tired, yeah. you want to just lie down after 10 minutes. It's also, it's hot in there. There's security guards. You don't know quite why they're there, but you get it. You know, it's, you don't understand a lot of it. I find myself uh, 
sometimes when you try to go to the bathroom, somebody's like, that's not the bathroom, that's a painting. It's just, <laughs> then why why is it so realistic? I think... Make I, it more abstract if you don't want me urinating in that bassinet, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I think, don't you think that um, it's reading those placards, it's, it's reading the things next to the displays that's hard. I, I don't. Maybe they need better fonts, or maybe they need big, bigger letters. Somehow that exhausts you reading all those. How many can you get through? You don't get through that many for some reason. Maybe one or two walls worth. I mean, I've done five, ten walls, just depending on what the day is, you know. And how big are the walls? If they're no bigger than a single painting, then I can do twenty, thirty walls. Yeah, I'm talking about more like a museum with like uh, dinosaurs and different things like that. Hmm. Like a natural history museum? Yeah, like a natural history museum. Why do they museum? call it that? that? Wear why, why aren't you there, out. Why aren't there any... <laughs> well, it'll wear you out. Why aren't there any artificial history museums? Hmm. Well, there will be eventually, <laughs> right? That's right, yeah. That's, that's, that's where we're heading. That's where we're headed. And that's speaking of where we're headed... Where, where, where are we headed? Are oh, no, we already did that okay. one. No, yeah, I just we're, mean, we're already we're, moved beyond that. Yeah, I wasn't talking about your show, you pig-headed <laughs> spit-wheeler. I'm saying, where are we headed on this flight? We don't even know where we're I don't going know. to. Wherever they drop Hopefully us off. Hopefully it's Saint-Tropez. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? It's weird. It's just so strange these days where you just hop on flights and you don't know where you're going. But that's the new uh, structure of, of airline travel. And, uh, you know, I, I only brought uh, a wallet. And a right. scarf on this trip because I don't know where I'm going, and I also couldn't afford to uh, pay for my bags to be transported there. I bought, uh, I brought a knapsack and uh, hobo gloves. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move it along. To, I travel uh, light. Look, we haven't done this in a while. Though they are in fact normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. Teeny tinies. Opinionations. I saw someone uh, with a service cat. Mm. You know, we have service dogs. Someone, I actually saw someone with a service cat, and I asked her what the cat does. She said it reminds her to take her medicine. I don't know how the cat does it. But I think the service animals are getting out of hand this a little bit. Meow, take the service. I think the service animals are getting out of hand a little bit, don't you think? I think these service animals are getting out of hand animals. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna parachute out of here. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think? I think like okay, uh, this is my service penguin. Yeah. When we get to the hotel, he helps me find ice. <laughs> like, is there is there gonna be? Animals like if, if we're gonna stop, is it gonna stop? I would with love cats? a service a penguin. Is It'd it be so funny to see a blind man like with a penguin waddling along behind it. I don't know, maybe that's cruel, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's gotten out of hand. Do do when will it get out of hand? When some when service animals have their own service animals, like you know when a dog has a parrot as a pet. Mm. You ever seen those videos? Golly. I could spend an hour and a half in a YouTube hole looking at dogs with parrots on them. <laughs> I I haven't seen it. Are there dogs with parrots on their head? Yeah, that's a tiny opinion I have. If if you're gonna if you've got a dog with a parrot or you know a dog standing on a turtle, 
Two pets are better than one. That's what mm-hmm. I say. And if they're different yeah. species and they're both friends, it's, it's, I mean, a goat and a horse frolicking right. together in a grassy knoll yeah. is just about one of my favorite things. Yeah. That and chocolate milkshakes and, you know, the Carter administration, I think. Mm, I, yeah, I was always prone to the Van Buren administration. But <laughs> pet pyramids, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, pet pyramids. Pet pyramids, definitely. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. Okay, so I figured out how to get out of the whole, I have a script discussion. Because that's not a discussion any of us yeah, enjoy in Los come, Angeles. they go, hey, I got a script, can you uh, read it? I don't want to hear about your script. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, this is the perfect Stuff. way. I, 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 my, my friend has a script, can you read my script? I said, you know what? I really would prefer to see it and be surprised when I see it in the theater. <laughs> that and was I'm really answer. committed to it. Well, and what did he do? And he was like, "Oh, that's but what if it never makes the theater? I'd like to get your opinion. Oh, it'll make the theater, and I'm gonna. I want to watch. I want to be surprised. It's like I don't want to read the book before I see the movie. I can't read your script. I'm so sorry. I'm so excited to see in the theater. I think that's a good one, and that sort go. of holds for anything. You yeah. Know, if somebody says, "Hey, I'd like you to." Take a look at my 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 art portfolio. You know, I've been sketching. I've been doodling dragons, <laughs> right? It's different than diddling them. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, you can say, "Hey, look, I you know I can't wait to see them on the big screen." Yeah. And then when they say, "What are you talking about?" I got them in this sketchbook right here. Go get away from me. Yeah. Weird ass dragon doodler. <laughs> Now, when you go on the airplane, do they, you they take... used to call me that in college. I yeah, weird ass dragon about. doodler. Well, just dragon doodler. Yeah. Dragon doodler. Okay. Do you, um, when you're on an airplane, do you usually take any sort of, uh, you know, sleeping pills that kind of thing before you go on the airplane? No, you I, seem like you're. you're I'm a one of those groggy. guys. No, are you. Are I'm you, one of those guys who just falls asleep as soon as I step onto a plane. Really? Sometimes into the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get pretty tired on planes, you know, yeah. tired of tired of people's bullshit, tired of guys trying to help me with my fucking carry-ons, <laughs> put them into the overhead compartment, <laughs> telling me this isn't the overhead compartment, this is another lady's mouth. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's wheels forward. That's true. It is wheels forward. Mm-hmm. Are you a four-wheel or two-wheel guy? What do you think? I'm all about the four wheels. Really? You, uh, you have four yeah, in your suitcase? And you got, they got to be uh, rotating. It's got to be able to go every which way. Yeah, see, I'm not on board with that. Well, when you live on the road like we do, you've got to be able to move those wheels. Now, that's why you're going to find that the new Toomey brand luggage series is going to give you everything you need. We're talking about hard case. We're talking about... Wheels. We're talking about handles. We're talking about enclosed space that is able to carry things. <laughs> to me, a brand you can sort of get barely excited about. <laughs> Neti pot. What did happen? Uh, <laughs> one more. One more of these. One more. Essentially, this is. Essential questions of human nature. Okay. Are earphones the new keys? Because I'm losing my earphones pretty much every day. More than you're losing your keys. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm almost losing my earphones every day. And it's driving me crazy. I don't know where they're going. 
They think they're the new keys. Yeah, they're like you your can't, uh, they left slow, socks. They slide out of things, don't mm-hmm. they? They slide yeah. out. And it's hard because my wife loses her phone like every day, pretty much. And it's hard. She has like... Do you know April has um, over four... I think it's 16,000 unreturned emails. 16,000? Yeah. yeah, my mother's kind of like that. She yeah. just has email but doesn't check it. Really. Yeah. 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 Just how that can add up. What do you do? What do you say to her? Do you ever go through it? I'll sometimes well, go through it. Sometimes people will say, like, oh, I sent her an email. She didn't respond. I'm like, well, she can't separate it all. You know what I mean? Right. It's too overwhelming whenever she goes on there. Yeah. So she doesn't even bother. But she's all, she's losing, she loses her phone every single day. And then we, you know, we get into the car and she's like, oh, I lost my phone. And then she's got maybe six or seven bags where the phone could be. And then sometimes she'll find the phone. and Will it be in one of the bags? It'll be in we'll one of the bags usually. And we've already gone back to the house to look for the mm-hmm. phone. And, uh, and then, you know, I meanwhile will be losing my, my uh, earphones. So it's just a life just becomes a process of just losing things. You know. Losing things, trying to find them, feeling bad if you can, and buying new things. Yeah, and that's why I was really afraid to have kids because really I used to lose my wallet all the time. And I, I really just thought that perhaps oh, oh, kids really are just like a, a wallet with legs. Yeah. And if my wallet had legs, I'd never find it. Because if a wallet, the wallet is the most important thing you have at all. Yeah, and if you can't keep your eye on you that. can't keep track of that. How are you going to keep track yeah. on your son, yeah. Zerbert? Who's zipping around the front zard? Now, do you have one? Uh, do you have one area you leave all this stuff? Um, you know, I have sort of a a dog run every year in my backyard, and so we do it in the backyard. I leave my wallet and you my leave your keys stuff back there. On. I do think you should put everything in one place when you go to sleep and have it there when you wake up. I think that's really important. Yeah, you know? for you, it's the dog run. For me, it's the dog run. I also sometimes I'll put the wallet on the roof and then the keys in the toilet and mm-hmm. flush those. What I, yeah, what I've been doing the is cell I put, phone, yeah. you know, in another cell phone case and hide it somewhere on my person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put a I'll, I'll put everything in a duffel bag and uh, like a and, and hoist it over a branch, tie it to a, a hoist till you're moist, buddy. That's what I've been saying since the beginners. <laughs> And I'll hoist over a branch with a, uh, uh, you know, a piece of rope attached to it and just hang it. And that way the bears won't get it. And if you get stuck in a bear trap, just pull that leg. <laughs> We're going to finish up with maskers. Like 85% of superheroes, this is Maskers. Maskers, we get so maskers. many good maskers. It's so great. We get so many good ones, and we love it when you guys, you guys, give us more maskers to do. You know, get involved. If you're listening, act like it. Eric Regan writes at Dirty Doombot writes, "What's the worst place to lose your keys? In the mouth of a great beast, in a wedding cake, or a casket?" Ooh, you dirty Doombot. Uh, in a casket's tough. In an open sort of casket situation, you got to be rooting around under that dead fellow. Yeah. What were the other ones? The mouth of a great beast, a wedding cake, or a casket? Mouth of a great beast is a tough one. And if you're losing your keys in a wedding cake, you're an alcoholic. Mm. 
But that is the best place to lose your keys out of these three. Oh, yeah. The mouth of the beast is, is a tough casket. one. Really? Yeah, I think the, the casket is... You don't want to have to dig up a body to get a, 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 some keys. Yeah, Unless that's, that's the only... You didn't have a spare. You know, Then you kind of have to. Always keep spare keys and never go to open casket funerals <laughs> with your Daisy Duke cutoff shorts on. Marty McSuperfly at M. McGiblets writes, uh, Would Meatloaf still be as successful if he had named himself Roast Beef Sandwich instead? No, no way. Yeah, Meatloaf, but, you know, we know it now, but Meatloaf kind of sounds like the name of a band. That always blew my mind that he went by Meatloaf. I think it should have been Meatball, having looked at him. I think he, yeah. he I don't Meatloaf. Meatloaf is so disgusting, though. Do you like Meatloaf? Uh, a it, loaf of meat. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little yeah. gross. I, I don't think the vegans could have been happy with him, either no. way. Whether it be roast beef sandwich or meatloaf, the vegans no. probably didn't like him. He could yeah, have named this, the whole. Ba- he could have been called Hamburger Helper. Yeah, I would have liked that. That would have worked as a name. That's a great name, Hamburger Helper. That, that, that would have worked either way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> Jason Gruno. G-R-U-N-O-W writes, Folks, if your pocket has its own blowhole, that's a big pocket. <laughs> if your pocket has a young character from pocket, a Disney film inside of the mouth of it, you've, you've got a big pocket. Somebody else wrote, uh, Folks, if your pocket has valet parking, it's a big pocket. I like that. If your pocket... Has valet parking, and that entire situation is enclosed in a smaller snow globe. You're in a fantasy. <laughs> uh, Ryak22 at Farfetch22 writes Would you rather eat only salad for a year or lose a testicle? I think eating a salad for a year in a row would cause you to lose a testicle. I think I don't know how you'd even be able to make that choice. Your balls shrunk up into nothing because you've been eating so much salad, you little tipper snapper. <laughs> I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that would be healthy. To yeah, do that. you know, it's definitely, I'd rather eat salads. I mean, we all got to end up eating salad anyway. Mm. It's such a disaster. Yeah, in the end, that's where we're all going to eat things we don't want all the time. And that's really how. We basically have to slowly wean ourselves from every pleasurable thing that the world has to offer. And then we get to experience the least pleasurable thing, probably, and that's our own death. Yeah. So well, you don't really just trying feel to cheer it. you up as You're we fly. Feel it. Yeah. Just trying to cheer you up here. I just want everybody to be excited about it's happening today. Aaron Lawrence. <laughs> we like Aaron writes. Can someone who says, can't wait to see 50 shades of gray be respected? I can't do it. Yeah, I, I can't like do it either. I like yeah. that. I can't do it. But, but I was thinking, what other movies would you have someone say, and you'd be like, I can't respect that person? Clerks 2. Really? I can't wait to see that? I love Clerks 2. I'm always like... No, 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 but I'm, I'm saying, like, I can't about. wait to see a movie. It hasn't come out yet. Is there something that's coming out where you're like, I cannot wait to see that? I don't know what that would be. It would have to be based on another book that, yeah. you know... Where they love the book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there's a lot like that. Yeah. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that movie. It. Well, yeah. That's going to be a tough one. Fifty Shades of Grey. They're going to make a movie. That's basically just a porn, right? 
Well, you know, it's not. It's a lot about power and sort of dominant and submissive uh, parties in the sexual experience. But yeah, it's a fuck oh, so it's sort of like Atlas Shrugged, sort of. Yeah, it's like kinda, a, yeah. current Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, <laughs> Anne Rurnard. Steve Taylor at Zombie Parmesan writes: Ultimate frisbee, fun game or catalyst of a life full of regret, hardship, and shame. That's going pretty far. Yeah, if you, but if you can write those bigger words and use them correctly, you're not playing too much frisbee golf because <laughs> those guys will go frisbee golf, good time or a cattle. Oh, cat, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I, I do think hmm, it's nothing you can brag about. That's the problem. You're, you've chosen a game that isn't really something you can tell your friends about. I don't even know how they score it. You know? Like the best frisbee, frisbee golfer doesn't get any extra, like... I think it's exactly like golf. In no, the it, way. that's not though. Yeah, you can in get terms a four, of, you can get all, you know, all that stuff. Okay, it's, it's exactly like golf in terms of how it's played. Yeah, and the but isn't that rules. ironic then that that it it doesn't give you any of the crazy benefits that golf gives you? What are those benefits that golf gives uh, you? Riches, fame, endorsements, um, oh, I sex. Yeah. I'm just saying, like you get almost. Everything in the world that you can get from athletics, from a game like golf, even though right. uh, you can play well into your 40s, late 40s. Oh, yeah, man. I've seen a guy play into his early 60s, late 70s. Yeah. Well, you have the senior tour, too. But Frisbee golf doesn't get any of that. No one goes out to see. Yeah, they're the, they're the forgotten people. Yeah, Frisbee golf is just if you get high and you're over the age of 26. Yeah. You don't have anything going on. It looks it looks white like guys a, with dreadlocks. That's a bonus. <laughs> it looks like we're landing now. Oh well, here yeah, we are. It looks we like made we're landing. It. Well, do you see anything outside? What do you see? I see uh, other aeroplanes. Oh well, where do you think we are? What does it look like to you? Ah, uh, I figured it out. We flew to an airport. <laughs> to the air the airport. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's someone running alongside the airplane now. Look, don't try and pretend like we're friends after this just because we sat next to each other on a plane. Well, look, I think I, we got, I got enough plane friends. I think we should go in. Look, I'll help you get. I'll help you with your bag. How about that? I'll help you get it out of the overhead bin. Please don't touch it. Yeah. Uh, hey, just give me that. Give now leaving nerdist.com 